Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list. And you girl. At Fightful.com. With Denise Salcedo. And Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is August 4, 2021. This is the list and you girl. Number nine. Jimmy is out of action right now. So we're here to talk. Basically about free agency, people getting released, and that's pretty much the wrestling news, Denise. Uh, I would definitely say that the last couple of days of wrestling news has been absolutely insane. I feel like I'm struggling just to keep up. There's so much information coming left and right, even as I'm watching other shows, other in- other information is coming about. It's a lot, Sean. It's if there's lot. one thing we like here at Fightful, it's coming left and right. Make sure you stay tuned. But hey, you know what? This show is brought to you by Fightful Magazine. Look at that beauty. You all can go over to FightfulMag.com. Happy accidents in wrestling. All kinds of retro content from uh, talking about No Mercy to SummerSlam uh, 1988, LJN Customs. Jimmy talks about how he got uh, <laughs> how he got the uh, Roman Reigns cameo to happen. We got Aaron Stevens in the Wrestlers Tribune. Uh, sharing his thoughts and feelings. We've got an article on Ronda Rousey's MMA career and how how quickly that all changed. And, of course, our cover story, Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega, the dream match. Check it out, FightfulMag.com. Denise, you got a busy week ahead. I do. I've had a busy day so far. I just finished interviewing Nikki Ash. I'm excited to put that interview. It kind of Again? made it emotional. Yeah. Wow. It was very exciting because we talked about her becoming champion, but I kind of had like a, I became Oprah there for a second. I was like, look at me here. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, guys, uh, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications, donate a super chat, uh, and you'll get your question or statement 
read on the air. Unless they spoil something behind our paywall, then we won't read it, Rob Reed. So please send another oh, one. John, it's already all over the I place. I know it and is. On Twitter. And I was only on Twitter for like a minute and I saw a bunch of people posting maybe, your maybe secret, we'll, Sean. Maybe we'll talk about it. But you know what, guys? Show us a little love. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. And okay, you know what? We'll talk about it on this show since it is a free agency show. But let's talk about uh, Jimmy Van turning into Jimmy Vander Lesnar. My God. Joseph Corre says, can we get a tag team of the Juice and uh, Juicy Salcedo? Didn't you say that you interviewed him once or something? No. Or you were going to do something with him? Yeah. Okay. So I worked with him in our Lucha, right? And then afterwards, uh, I interviewed him at Expo Lucha. Uh, and then he wanted, uh, wanted help for something that was, that was recently. So, uh, so yeah. Interesting. Uh, we've got a lot of people that are interested in this Hooventude thing tonight. New Punk Rant says, I wish AEW knew about my Hoovy Wrestle Talk saga. I bet they'd get a kick out of it. Five more hours till we get the juice. New Punk Rants has been on this for like a long time. Oh, I know. Time. I've seen the messages. I've seen them all. So congratulations. The moment is finally tonight. I uh, can't believe it. So much scheduled for today. Van Twinblade says, let's talk about Ethan Page's new vlog. It's very good. It, it broke down Thank the forbidden it. forbidden door. It's worth checking out. It's it's a lot of funny. Or it's a lot of fun. You all should check it out. Uh, Scott Young says, why didn't WWE learn from Brian's contract? Brian's contract coming up was not a surprise. They knew that it was coming up. He just opted to not re-sign. It wasn't a, a situation of them not learning from it. Uh, WizKids thinks that we look related. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> Is that why everybody says we're brother and sister? This is so. the first time that I've seen something like this. But, Sean, oh, man, brown hair, I think. <sighs> well, Denise, um, we, we broke the news this week. Actually, uh, Wrestling broke the news this week that Adam Cole's contract was uh, coming up. And then Fightful Select reported this week that, oh, by the way, it, it had also already been up, and we're going to have some more news on the extension, so to speak. But um, we reported yesterday, WWE has not offered him a long-term extension as of yet. But does this surprise you, Denise, that this hasn't already happened? Yes, it surprises me because I feel like Adam Cole is somebody that is, you can say, the heart of NXT. Uh, and I... Last night's episode of NXT was an okay show, and I just don't know how that brand is going to be impacted with the loss of somebody like Adam Cole. And I get it. I kind of feel like even though like from the NXT side of things, I wish he, you know, he would stay, obviously. But from the other side of things where it's kind of like he's been there, done that and everything he can possibly do in an NXT has been done. And I think that he is meant to do bigger and grander things. So if he decides that, you know what, he doesn't want to stay with the company and he wants to go out and maybe pursue other options, then I feel like he should, because I kind of feel, and we've all sort of noticed that he's hit this, uh, this peak in WWE. Him going to the main roster, I think, would be not great. I don't think that's a, a great spot for him. Uh, I, I think that if he were booked well, he could succeed. But, I mean, carrying Cross is, like, exactly what you think Vince McMahon would want. And right? he's not booked well. So, it's like, why? So, he's going to be on NXT if all things go well. Um, I've heard there's a lot of respect there between he and Triple H, Shawn Michaels, 
uh, Johnny Russo, the, the lead writer. They like him an awful lot. When I would talk to people in WWE about this, like there, there, okay, so there were a couple of lines of thinking, Denise. It feels like the people at the top and that Adam Cole himself wanted to keep this quiet. But there were people that weren't near the top. They're like, oh, well, why does he want to keep it quiet? Is it so he can go pull Alex Luger or something like that? I kind of think that's why it made it out there. But that that's not Adam Cole. That's like he is widely known as one of the great, transparent, honest dudes in wrestling. And Chris Rain says he's ready for the resurrection on BTE. It's possible. It, it's possible. But um, – I so don't why think do they you were, think they wanted to keep it quiet? What's your thought process? Because I, I think that they just didn't want that news even out there, like that Adam Cole could possibly be leaving because, quite frankly, they thought, and I, I think maybe even he thought, that the contract ran through December or January. Now, uh, there were a lot of contracts offered when the USA Network deal started. Adam Cole did not sign one of those deals. So there were a whole lot of people that thought his deal was up in 2024. They thought he had signed a five-year deal in 2019. I was one of those because I was told everybody signed him at first. Then earlier this year, I got word, no, 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 his deal's up at the end of the year. And I've been dropping little hints, little things here and there. I posted a thing a while back saying uh, I feel like some of the releases might have ramifications five, six months down the line. It's sooner than that. Oh, and by the way, I still think they will they will have some ramifications five or six months down the line. But this was way different, Denise. This was, I think I had posted a picture of like the radicals or something on on Twitter earlier this month and nobody picked it up. But this was a situation where they walked up to Adam Cole and they were like, hey, by the way, your deal's up in two days. And he's like, What? Oh, yeah, your deal's up before Great American Bash. So when I interviewed him, Denise, he didn't have a contract. Holy dang. Wait, so you don't think he realized it either? Or I think he it's, knew I think it's and maybe possible. he was just not bringing it up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's a very smart guy. I was under the assumption that he knew. I don't know. Um, because it was WWE who brought it up to him. From what from what people told me. Now I can't say whether he knew it or not. I'm not him. Like I haven't I haven't spoken directly to him about what he knows. So um it feels like some I mean, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it feels like something that somebody would know. I feel like everybody knows their well, contract status. Well, WWE you would think but so. Here's you would the think reason. so. I thought that the reason why they didn't want the story to go out, and we mentioned this on the Raw podcast, was because it looks bad. It looks bad that you're not aware of, hey, uh, you know, with a nice amount of time of when somebody's contract might be up, especially somebody like Adam Cole, who, again, I just mentioned, is pivotal on that you know, on that NXT brand. And like, even just for example, like remember when we were recently talking about the fact that, uh, that Adam Cole essentially got this title shot, uh, with Karrion Cross and all of this and all the other guys in that fatal five way match. And everybody was like, why is Adam, Adam Cole in this match when he hasn't won a match in forever, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can argue that that match needed the star power of Adam Cole because a lot of people 
really only cared about Adam Cole going into this match. Not everybody. However, some people did. And that was the number one thing that I kept seeing amongst conversations with wrestling fans when I questioned why Adam Cole was put in the spot because of wins and losses and all of that. People were like, well, yeah. it's because it's Adam Cole. And I'm like, I get that. But now just people even looking win. at that. Exactly. But even looking at that, that kind of symbolizes just like his importance on that brand. Oh, we got a bunch of super chats about this. JJ says, Road Dog said last year publicly, basically he won't be a champ on the main roster because of his size. I think he's hit a ceiling in WWE. I think Louis Dangor had a very good point on Twitter. Like, they've not done a big baby face Adam Cole run yet. Um, and we got people asking why Walter is not in NXT. He has star power. He's also got a family at home. So, I mean, that's probably why. Uh, Justin Lopez asks, how is this going to trickle down and affect business as a whole? NXT is supposed to create new stars, and Cole, uh, of all people, can't make the main. I said this weeks ago, I got flack for it. Vince McMahon doesn't produce stars. Doesn't. Did is what he used to do. He did produce stars. Now, you're very lucky, very lucky if you get one star come up from NXT a year that had a sustained run, that NXT helped make a star, and that is as over by the end of the year. Like, it just... Look at Karrion Cross. Look at Keith Lee. They are not better off right now. They are not. Um, Braun was, and where is he? No, so and it's sad because it's also costing the expense of, you know, you have these stars on NXT. You have, you know, your people that, you know, work towards making a star out of Karrion Cross or trying to make him a star. And then essentially, you know, with everything that went down on Raw, it kind of diminished all the work that they also put into that. And, I mean, it's just been like, I feel that – they could have made a star out of people like Keith Lee, out of Karrion Cross, out of, you know, if they wanted to, you know, move up Adam Cole, they could have definitely made him a star there too. I, I feel like a lot of the fans are past the whole, oh, well, he's not a big guy, so I'm not going to buy it stuff. And I just don't understand how the size thing is still an issue. It just doesn't make sense to me. And the thing is, a lot of people thought that about AJ Styles a few years ago. They thought that because of his size, which – He's a 220-pound guy. That's a UFC heavyweight, Denise. Uh, <laughs> people are like, oh, well, he wouldn't succeed. Well, then Vince McMahon meets AJ Styles, checks out his mentality, sees his work, and he goes, oh, that's a guy we're going to hitch our wagon to. That's a guy that we like an awful lot. So it's really about who makes a certain Im impression on, on Vince McMahon. And we got Chris Rain saying Adam Cole's one of the last WWE wrestlers I actually care for. And I'm totally invested in. I hope he goes to NX or AEW. There's not a lot keeping me watching NXT right now. There's there's a couple things, and I watch it because it's my job. Thanks, Robert, for the compliment. But there's not a lot like Diamond Mine, Raquel and Dakota, and the Cole stuff. There's and and Joe, but it's it's very hit or miss right now. That's exactly how I feel because, I mean, I'm not a fan, and I know you mentioned Diamond Mind. I'm not a fan of Diamond Mind. Uh, for me, the only thing, well, besides obviously covering the show, but here's the thing, though, is that the first couple of episodes with the NXT moving to Tuesday 
were good. They were entertaining. Yes. I know some people didn't like them, but I did. I was enjoying them. It was really just this recent episode of NXT where I kind of felt like, okay, um, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of effort being put in there. And there was a lot of decisions that were made uh, on the show, uh, booking decisions that necessarily did not make sense. And uh, with that being said, I hope that next week, once they're back on the USA Network, that things kind of pick up again, because I am a fan of the NXT brand. Uh, I, I like, you know, I, I'm a fan of what they're doing right now with the NXT Breakout Tournament. Some of the guys that we've been introduced to. I love the Dakota Raquel storyline. Obviously, Samoa Joe's a huge. Uh, he, I, I don't even know if Samoa Joe wasn't there right now. I don't even know what would be like the big thing where I'm like, oh, I'm so heavily invested in this. And sadly, I've just chosen to ignore everything that, you know, everything else that was going on with Karrion Cross and all of that. Because I still want to enjoy the Samoa Joe Cross storyline because I enjoy Samoa Joe's work. Zeke says, just want to say thanks for streaming today, Sean. Sean, will ever bring the long hair back? I was a fan of the Secret Jesus look. Um, no, I probably won't. I haven't missed my long hair one time since I cut it. I don't miss rolling it up in the car window. I don't miss like it getting stuck on stuff. I don't miss that at all. Not, not a single bit. This old video clips of you with the long hair and me with the short hair. I was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was so cringe. I hated how I looked. <laughs> John Doe says, does CJ's 90 day end before all out? Do you, do you mean CJ Perry? Like Lana? I think if so, that means CJ. Then yeah, Lana. I think so. I think so. I wouldn't expect to see her there though. I, I think she'll probably have other stuff going on. Rangers Mayhem says, what do you think of the possible fourth labor of Jericho being a submission match where Jericho can't use the walls with an opponent like Zack Sabre Jr. Skits with Malenko going over holds backstage would be fun. I mean, Jericho knows how to wrestle, but that would be a great skit. I don't think that Zack Sabre would be sent over just to lose to Jericho on a dynamite. But I like that idea. What, do you have any ideas for Jericho's upcoming labors? Dude, that was one of the things that I was mentioning. I feel like they got to keep like leveling leveling up, man. Because, I mean, you had this match with Nick Gage. And then you had this big announcement with uh, Juventud Guerrera. And it's like, okay, what do you do afterwards? You know, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of options. But I don't have anything specific as to what I would like to see. I just want to see something. I'm liking the labors because they've all been unexpected. And I want to keep that going. Uh, Hannah says Lana is getting ready to be in surreal life, like the VH1 show or something. Yeah, else. Yeah, she's going to be on the reality show. I, for, I oh, forgot which reality good for show. Her. I'm not up to date with my reality shows, but she is going to be on one. Hannah says we watch NXT for Bivens, Hit Row, Dakota Kai, and Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, Hit Row as well. Hit Row as well. Rob Reed says Joe, Hit Row, Cameron Grimes. Okay, so there's a lot more on NXT than I realized that I liked, but it does feel like every other segment is just like something where I'm like, eh. Okay, but I mean, there's there's a lot more there that I, that I'm enjoying than than I even realized. Uh, Joel had sent a super chat that I, I want to get to, and he said, uh, "Do you think that if NXT wasn't on USA, he would have got called up? It feels like they need him there." I think that's a great point. I think if NXT was not on the USA Network, they already would have called Adam Cole up. You think? Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm confident in believing that, to be honest. <laughs> Charlie says Adam would fit perfectly with the elite, but his, his past with Kenny Omega, he'd be perfect to rip the bucks away from him. That'd be a really good power struggle. It's like, where does the allegiance lie type of thing? Oh, that would be really, really fun. Uh, Pinch says uh, any word on Tessa Blanchard. Fightful Select pretty soon. His name Work- is not Pinch, by the way. Pinche, pin, Pinche. It's Pinche Payaso. Pinche. Pinche. Which is like effing clown. Pinche. 
It's not pinch. Pinche. Uh, <laughs> pinche DJ, either. DJ Cass says, Zoe and EO segment on last night's NXT wasn't good. They can't book women's tag champs on the show. They won the belts a month ago, and there was another chat about this. Uh, DJ Cass says, did you guys see this segment with Zoe and EO, their second appearance on TV? Since winning the tag belts a month ago, the belts mean nothing. I mean, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, don't do these titles, don't have these titles, don't do not do it. And they did it. And now both of the sets of titles suck. They had an easy out there with the women's tag titles on the main roster. An easy out that they could have done. I thought it was so obvious and so predictable. Everybody was expecting it. And then we essentially got swerved in a whole other direction. And uh, I, they have enough women on that roster to keep the women's tag titles hot uh it just kind of doesn't feel like it's a main focus right now well steve is uh you know very passionate he says nxt is a waste of time it's like watching a bunch of people on death row enjoying a last meal before they're buried on the main roster no point watching cole should 1000 percent and i'm gonna expect that that followed up with go to aew <laughs> um See, here's the thing, though, is that, again, like I said, last week, this week's episode was not great, but every other episode has at least been decent. So I wouldn't go as far as to bury NXT that way, especially because they do have like they've had some really good in-ring wrestling matches on the show uh, consistently on there. And I mean, obviously, the takeovers are great that I sh- everybody yeah. already knows that. But I wouldn't say that it's like horrible, though, every week. Uh, Matt Reichel says it's SRS and GCW ring announcer Hollywood Salcedo. What a scoop on Fightful Select today. We will talk about it uh, at the end of this show if we have time. Jordan Phillips says who makes more cuts, Kevin Dunn or Nick Khan? Yikes, uh, Kevin Dunn. KE775 asks if I've heard anything about Triple H and Vince's current relationship. Is Triple H aware that Vince has become a liability? It's hard for me to say because there are so many people in WWE that are actually as indoctrinated as some of the people you see online that think that you should minimize how much everything matters. And they think that, Oh, well it's, it's your fault that nobody likes it because you're a fan and you don't like it. It's, it's a very weird mentality. So I don't know if that's like been adopted by the higher ups. I don't talk to triple H. Um, whiz kids says we look like we're related because the eyebrows and how little crap we take from one another. The eyebrows. My eyebrows are way longer than yours, Sean. I got yeah. like French lady eyebrows. I don't see it. New Punk Rant says, time to get juicy for Hoovy, not Denise. I'm shaking with excitement to hear that legendary theme song, the entrance, the match, it's real. We've got a lot of chat about the, the labors of Jericho. New Punk Rant says his last labor should be Sammy, with the step being Sammy can't fight back. Could be pretty emotional. Also excited for Ever Rise to debut. Then we got Josh Baker saying, any chance Mark Henry or Big Show show up as one of the labors. Then T5 DeGreat says, Storm versus Jericho submission match. No walls of Jericho. I think Big Show and Lance Storm and Sammy Guevara all could be uh, possible upcoming labors because you got to have him face a member of his own group. You've got Big Show there. Go ahead and use him. Lance Storm is an easy shout because they've got history, Denise. What do you see out of these possibilities? Out of those people that you just named, I would love to see Lance Storm. I think it would be pretty cool. It'd be a pretty cool moment. But again, I don't know what they're going to do. I just kind of want to be excited about it. Like, you know me, I'm not that big of a fan of like, 
I don't want to get like any spoilers or anything like that. I want to I want to be surprised and I want to be excited about the labors. Like that's the whole point of these labors. John says, I wish the fourth labor could be a surprise. Kevin Steen, 100 percent not happening. I uh, hate to rain on your parade, but I wish it could be, too. Ian says, I get the feeling the last labor is going to be have him brutalizing an inner circle member. Have Jericho blinded by his hate for MJF. So that's a bit of a different approach than Sammy can't fight back. Do you think this might lead to the dissolution of the inner circle? I thought they were going to dissolve the inner circle a while ago because I thought they've kind of just done everything that they can possibly do, in my opinion. But it didn't seem like they were going that direction. So if they didn't do it then, it's kind of like, well, should they do it now? Question mark. Yeah, I, I totally. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I thought it was going to be over, too. I was very surprised by how that ended up. Uh, Rob Reed said MJF reiterated that he himself is the fifth labor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was I... part of the whole thing. Like it was okay. the first four labors were hit, like oh, okay. somebody else, and then the fifth was uh, MJF. Thank you for clearing so that up. We got one more labor essentially, and then after that, it's MJF. Riven Blade says Ishii versus Jericho. Ishii is coming to the U.S. I wouldn't count it, on that one. That, I don't count on it happening, but just know that I would love it. <laughs> Uh, somebody says I look like Michael Conforto. I don't know who that is, but somebody is very proud of Denise representing the Latino Who's community. Conforto. Do you I think he's a like baseball him? player? I think. No. Yeah, like he's an outfielder. Um, no, nobody. You do not, you do not look like Michael Conforto. I don't, I don't think. Although, so wait, I can see why he said it, but you don't look like him. No. no. But why? Because I'm white. Is that why, Denise? Is that why, <laughs> no, Denise? Facial hair. Damn. Don't don't get racist on me, Denise. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. After that one shot that I threw at you about Cameron Grimes. <laughs> My God. And then My I threw God. another funny shot at you on um. Oh, what was that one post that you tweeted that I was like, I can't relate. Oh, when you were talking about Bray Wyatt and people, like, creepy people taking you out into the woods, I was like, bruh, can relate. Uh, John Doe says, with the NXT brand being on TV, just to slow AEW, and from what it seems, Vince doesn't care about it. Will it go back to the network? Not if they're getting paid money by USA for it. No, I don't think so. See, like um, that's the thing. I thought like. The purpose should have been for NXT to obviously put on a good product, but also uh, essentially try and stop AEW from hitting that one million mark. So I feel like they're seeing they're seeing NXT as like a failure because they couldn't defeat AEW. But I think maybe they should change their perception and be like, you know what? We could have at least we could we at least took away some viewers from them, you know, per week. And now look at AEW; they're hitting that one million mark. Uh, the last three weeks they've had, and it's just looked more impressive. Mark May says, what do you think of Triple H buying NXT from Vince? He clearly knows how to run it his own way, and having Vince out of the way may help. That ain't going to happen. That will not happen. Um, Thoughts on the caster rap. Does he get AEW heat? He already got AEW heat. It was ill-advised. You all can save it with the, the heel heat. He's a character, all that stuff. It wasn't necessary for him to have an effective promo. He did not need to bring up Duke Lacrosse. He did not need to bring up Simone Biles. It was unnecessary. It was uh, that that type of heat is lazy heat. You don't need to do it. I just think you can exist without it. Uh, Denise, what do you feel about it? Who edits these shows for yeah, Dark Elevation? The, the dark and Elevation get on YouTube with some stuff that should not get on there often, like spots and matches even. 
Exactly. So I don't know who edits the show, but I kind of feel like um, I think that there was a multiple people to blame here. It Caster, obviously, because he was the one that did it. But it's also like if you I mean, was not was nobody paying attention? Did nobody say like, hey, man, just FYI, you might get some heat for this. Uh, there should be somebody that just in case somebody makes a mistake, there should be some uh, eyes to go ahead and catch it. And I know that Tony Khan said today on Busted Open Radio that he's now going to be editing these shows. And I'm thinking, dude, Tony Khan already has all of these responsibilities. And now he's going to add uh, this to his to-do list. It just, to me, uh, it seems like they should find somebody that um could do this could do the editing could edit the shows but also be aware and maybe make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen i don't think tony khan has to do it himself i think that if he finds somebody that could actually do the job and do the job properly then he should because he shouldn't be taking on uh the editing for these shows because Uh, obviously they're not dynamite they're not rampage uh i don't i don't i i i kind of feel bad that he's kind of stuck doing that now because again he's got other responsibilities to do but uh i just think it's people need to pay attention a little bit more uh joel wood says uh Tony said on Busted Open he didn't see it until last night. How is that possible when it was take six days ago? I agree. He's got to see stuff like this. It's got to be run by him. There's got to be a producer. There's got to be an agent. There's got to be an editor. There's got to be somebody that says, hey, Tony, look at this. Uh, by the way, I, I shouldn't have seen it before Tony did. Yeah. How did I see it before Tony did? That, that can't happen. There just needs um, to be somebody to relay the message. Because, I mean, I get why he probably wouldn't have seen it again. Busy guy, we get it. But at the same time, it's like there should have been somebody else. Like I said, yeah. another pair of eyes. Let's get ears, through these super rather. chats. D'Lo says, uh, Tony Khan said on Busted Open today, no one edits. Well, they need to change that. They got to change that. That's that's No one edits the show? Somebody's got to edit something. Somebody's got to edit something. The they put in transitions. So that's that's just outright not true. Somebody edits the show. I mean, maybe they present them like without cuts, but they need to. That's the point of taping shows. Uh, Jacob says they should suspend Caster like that they did with Sammy Guevara when he said what he did about Sasha Banks. An apology is fine. I think it was two different things. I, I don't feel like we can judge everything on the exact same scale. I think that the Sammy Guevara thing was obviously different. And uh, yeah, I think it's two different things. I Callum says, Hey Sean, have you heard any more punk news? Stay tuned. Fightfulselect.com. I do have a story that I'm working on right now. Destiny FOMO, my good friend says, so nice of Denise. Like to have my SRS. Good friend now. So nice of Denise to have SRS back on our show. We appreciate you, Destiny. We really, really do. Lost Poet says, I'm sad to see what they've done with Cross and Lee. NXT is a dead brand, let's be honest. Please, God, let's turn up an AEW. So I think that it's going to resemble more WWE CW than NXT 2015 by next year. Um Oh, I hope not. No, I really hope not. I do not want that to happen. I'm I'm hoping for the best here. You know what? I may look like a clown in like a year from now, but I, I hope that they're actually listening to the criticism for NXT. I hope so too. I really hope so. They, they need to. Vincent says the death match in AEW was his first ever death match and he fell in love with it when Nick got busted with that bundle of light tubes. My cousin and I lost it. I now need more. What's your appetite for death matches like after that, Denise? <laughs> 
I've always loved the violence, Sean. I've always loved the blood. I've always been that person. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just like, and I get it. A lot of people call it garbage wrestling. I get it. I get their point of view and all of that. I'm cool with that. But for me, uh, it's, I see it as entertainment. It's a different form of entertainment. Consider me entertained. Bill Himmett says Walter and Dragon Up will be the match of the weekend. No punk to news news today, Sean. You're slipping. Now is breaking news on somebody else today. FightfulSelect.com. Go ahead and subscribe. But yeah, I think that match is going to be really good. I, I generally only tune in the week of NXT UK if Walter's wrestling. Otherwise, I catch up and I binge watch Denise. I don't have a lot of interest in it. Wait, wait you say you binge watch what now? NXT UK. Oh, NXT UK. I'm sorry. I have not watched NXT UK in a very, very long time. I mean, there you go. Charles Berg says, not a wrestling question, but very important nonetheless. What are your top three favorite sandwiches? I don't do top three or top fives on my actual Q&A show in Fightful Select. So I'll just give you a, a one. What's your favorite sandwich, Denise? Okay, I love turkey and provolone. Okay, and then chicken okay. bacon ranch. And that's it. I like a good club sandwich. Yeah, club sandwich. That's what I meant by like turkey and pearl. Yeah, yeah. Ruben Blade, thank you for the the kind words. We do have a great community over here. And we got we got great people that watch us too. We get rid of uh jackasses and as a result, we have a more welcoming community. So uh we're we're really thankful for you guys. Daniel says, Let Santana and Ortiz fly. They're so good. Yes, they are. They will. They're they're their time's coming. Darren sent a chat at the top of the show and says, do you think we'll ever see Heyman in AEW? He'd be great behind the scenes with the younger talent. Thank you both for your time. I think there's a solid chance we see Paul Heyman in AEW in the future. Is this an Easter egg, Sean? Like, what no, is it? no, 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 no. It's no? not an Easter egg. I've not had any conversations that lead me to believe that. Just knowing Paul Heyman's history and knowing how he does things creatively, I think that he could help a whole lot of people there. An awful lot. Uh, I have to agree because I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know how much, you know, create, how, how creatively fulfilled he feels right now. I do not know. So, uh, so yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, Hannah said, yeah, it should have been edited out since it was said, but it never should have been said talking about the Max Caster thing. I completely agree. Uh, another thing that happened, we are just into the Adam Cole story. It was revealed this week that Ric Flair, asked for his release and got it. Um, I can tell you that despite what he said, there was some creative frustration. How do I know? Cause he's talked about it a lot to a bunch of people that I talked to over the last week um, across multiple companies. There was some frustration there. What does it say when a 70 something year old guy who isn't even on TV is like this booking, I can't be here. It's bad perception. Again, I mentioned that on the Raw Post show, and I got to stick to it again. And I know we're going to cover more stories, and I feel kind of bad because all of those stories are going to kind of tie into the same thing. It hasn't been a great look this week uh, in terms of just all of this difference. Obviously, every story is different within itself, but it's all made the company look uh, just hasn't been making them look great right now, which is very unfortunate obviously and you know hopefully heading into SummerSlam things start changing but I don't think so yeah and Ric Flair is the type of person who we mentioned you merchandise you license you put him in video games you make wrestling figures of him you make some shirts you do some funny skits with Sting and it's really it you don't do a whole lot with him at this point Sean he's somebody that 
obviously is known even if you're not a wrestling fan. Look at how many people in other forms of entertainment have been inspired by Ric Flair. Exactly. He's somebody that, you know, has transcended out of the wrestling space and into this pop culture space. And he's somebody that you can easily be like, oh, he's in this music video. He's in that music video. Oh, look at him make an appearance here or send him out because he's making an appearance there. Uh, He's somebody that, you know, because of what he represents and what he did in his career, uh, you don't necessarily have to be a wrestling fan to get it. Yeah, to me, when it's like Ric Flair leave, being released is like the, the seventh or eighth biggest wrestling news story over the last couple of weeks, that's pretty wild. I don't think that he'll be like involved in anything major in AEW, but I'm sure they'll do some work with him. It would make a lot of sense to do a little bit of work with him. Justin says at this point he doesn't see a situation where anybody would want to jump from AEW to WWE. WWE could have trouble acquiring talent soon. I mean, there have been – I mean, Santana and Ortiz passed on WWE for AEW. There, it's happened before. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer – A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know. I can't speak on that because at the end of the day, money talks. And if money is there, money's going to talk. That's pretty much what I want to add to that. Patrick says, my favorite duo. Love you guys. Thank you for getting me through a bad time. Do you think Bray would be a great addition to AEW? I would love it. I don't I don't think that he's a great fit there. I think he's or at least the one that we've seen over the last five or six years. I think the 2013, 2014 Bray Wyatt would be an excellent fit there. I would have to see like what his new piece of genius is, quite what frankly. What about as leader of the Dark Order? Maybe. Maybe I everybody's think every the second I saw that I and sure. it came up right away very fast. They gotta go evil though. They gotta go evil again though after that. And do you but, want them to do that? Like 
I wouldn't mind really it. Right I think it'd be, I think it would mean, it would mean something in my it, opinion. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. I would be a fan of that, honestly. And he's such a creative guy. And Cody was talking about that in that meet in the media yeah. call, uh, really putting over how creative he is and all of that. To me, I would have to see the, what he comes up with next. 2013, 2014 Bray Wyatt, I think would fit in really well there. I don't think the fiend would fit in there very well. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a fan of everything that Malachi Black was doing in WWE. It was presented in a way that I was not necessarily wild about. I'm not really into that type of stuff. Even with The Fiend, I was never a big fan of The Fiend, to be honest. Like, it just never was not my type of thing that I was a fan of. Um, With that being said, I'm hoping that if, you know, if he were to come into AEW, given that so far I've been liking what they've done with Malachi Black because it hasn't necessarily been so heavy with the whole, you know, the talking and the doors and the books and all of that. Um, So I'm hoping that they would find a way to balance that out if he were to appear on AEW. We'll talk more about Bray shortly, uh, but Josh Baker says, any idea if Rampage is supposed to have a distinct style and feel? Uh, a little bit of a different look, different canvases, different graphics, stuff like that for sure. Somebody asked if uh, I know that they're doing new sets. Um, I think it was David Brett. He said, do you know if Rampage will have a new stage design or is it filmed the same as Dynamite? I haven't heard that they've got one. I had somebody say you sh- that that they think that AEW is waiting until they're for sure like back on the road before they make any big set changes because – we have Fluffy Mane, or actually it was um, Jason saying, what are the odds that we'll see both WDB and AEW back at the Thunderdome and Daly's place? I don't think it's going to happen. I've got somebody that I talked to. seems like they're trying to like scare me into thinking that. I don't think they're doing that. I think they'll, they'll implement vaccination requirements and masks before they do that. Oh, man, I just don't know right now with everything, every all the new information coming about with COVID. I I, I don't even know. I feel like there's just so much uncertainty and I'm not. And I think the last thing that I heard on the news that was said was that they don't expect another lockdown. Uh, They don't expect it to get as bad as it was earlier, but they do expect it to get bad. Now, again, that's just like what I heard, but you guys can follow up on that. Charlie says he still gets a pop when Denise speaks Spanish. And we talked about the Max Caster thing. Do I think Samoa Joe being NXT champ will help course correct NXT? Nope. It all comes down to good booking. It all comes down to good booking. I wish they'd raise the lights a little bit, Denise. Everything looks so dark and drab, and I get it's supposed to be like the underground different feel. But, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> to me it's been the same for like five or six years you know i tried doing that on one of my shows i turned down the lights Please and my fiance was like denise don't do that i was like i was trying to go for a mood he's like don't he's like no you have lights turn them on i yep. did it for one show never did it again uh do i know if adam cole will still be able to use the name outside wwe he should be yes i know that they've got a trademark on it but he used it beforehand um gosh we've got even more super chats quantum says Denise saying that Ric Flair has inspired people in uh, other professions made me realize that Flair was the genesis of Bad Bunny on Raw Mania. Yeah, he is integral even today to modern day pop culture stars that like care about wrestling and think about wrestling and and view the champion, view the champion as what Ric Flair was. And um, he's great at that. Man, we got a bunch of super chats to get through. 
JJ says, to piggyback off the Heyman thing, I think Lesnar's on the table for AEW after all these happenings. I think he is too. I think he's never off the table for anybody if money is there. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's a guy with a different mentality. I think he goes where the money's at. Yep, he knows uh, how to handle that. <laughs> Ric Flair, fire me. I'm already fired. Oh, my gosh. Joel said, Brian Alvarez basically said Rick told Vince to fix Charlotte's booking or he quits. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, is that a good look for Rick? Um, Rick has denied that, but I I have also heard that. I just didn't report that. Uh, I The booking hasn't been great. Charlotte is kept important, but that doesn't mean the booking is good. And that's a topic we'll get to with Bray Wyatt for sure. Rob Reed says, I feel like AEW could easily get someone like Barry Windham and have a reunion of the Horsemen. Oh, I fully expect to see Sid Vicious and Barry Windham in like the AEW video game, Denise. By all means, might as well. Ray asks, what side of the Bullet Club does Cole join? Oh, the elite side, for sure. For sure. Dragon Master Adam says, Brody Lee is still the leader. They made that clear with their 10-man tag entrance with the empty spotlight. We know, but if someone were to take it over and say, no, this is what he would have wanted type of thing. I think uh, that's, that's the route they could go there. And yeah. he makes them evil again, so to speak. Um, Jonathan Hedman says, you guys are awesome. Had a dream. Raw was canceled. If that happened, where would they go in your opinion? Keep up the great work. They would find other offers. They would absolutely get other offers. They're one of the top viewed cable programs on TV. They would definitely get offers. Throwback says Flair on Most Wanted Treasures was really awesome. I dig that show. Do you ever I watch it? See that one. I only watched one episode. It was the McFoley one. I think that was the first one that they aired. No, not the McFoley one. Excuse me. Yes, it was the one where they had McFoley on it. And I forgot who else was on that show, but I did watch that episode, and that was the only one that I watched. I, I really enjoy that show. It's harmless, harmless fun for me. Fluffy Mania says more Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro on NXT. Sean Ross looks like the U.S. version of Adam Cleary. What about just saying I look like Sean Ross Sapp instead what of did who? they say you look like Adam Cleary? I don't know who that is. I Adam Cleary. I don't Sorry. know. Who that, I don't know who they say he's from. What culture? Up. But um, needless to say, I don't visit what culture. No, no disrespect to that person. But Charles Berg says I want you both to know those are quality sandwiches. Who do you think will bring more viewers, Danielson or Punk? Punk, without a doubt, more general interest in him. CM Punk, but I do think that obviously Brian Danielson is the one that's going to have those matches that are to die for. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree, and I'll have a, an in-ring update on CM Punk hopefully very soon. John Doe says, "Does Hangman need to win the title on a pay-per-view since SCU, Moxley, Cody, Bar- Brody, Darby all lost on Dynamite?" Yeah, I think when he wins, he needs to win in the main event of a pay-per-view, Denise. They got to do it, man. The people want him to be champion, but obviously, I don't know. It doesn't I don't know what direction they're heading in as, since nothing has been announced thus far. Kinshiro says, do you think uh, that with Dark Side of the Ring episode on the plane ride, uh, that pushing that story to the public eye, it makes Rick less desirable? Yes. When is that I supposed do. to come out? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I don't not sure. I haven't looked at the release dates there. Um, McCarver says with Amanda Huber's permission to have negative one, say he needed to call on the family to take over his dad's vision. That's how you get Bray in as the new leader. To me, that's a conversation you got to have with Amanda Huber. She's got to sign off on it. Even the kids got to sign off on it. Little Brody's got to sign off on it. If it's something that he wants to do and they want to do, 
and they give the blessing, well, that's that's their family, and that that's how you know that that's how they want it to work out. I, I trust their judgment. Obviously, Amanda Huber is a brilliant woman. Uh, her kid is beloved. Was even before this happened backstage in AEW. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a lot to get in there. Uh, the Lost Poet says, mark my word, six months, AEW beats WWE in the ratings. I've said privately, probably next year, I could see the, the gap closing. Well, I was about to say next year seems like forever from now, but we're already in August. So maybe that, that's pretty much yeah. the exact same time, six months, a year. Uh, we're almost there, man. Will you be back on No Rolls Bard? I don't know. It depends on Adam and what he says. <laughs> If Cole goes to AEW, can he use his old ROH theme? I don't know. I'll look into it. Brian says, any word on where AEW will air their pay-per-views at in the U.S. was supposed to have moved from BR Live to Bleacher Report. has yet to happen. I will ask about that. I would imagine Fight is an option, a very easy option. I'm not sure how that platform change is going to affect things as of yet. Jacob says, wouldn't it make more sense for Adam Cole to go against Kenny and the Bucks since the last time they were in the same company, the Elite turned on Cole? Yes, but time heals all wounds, and I would love for Cole to make it look like time has healed all wounds and then hit him with a big swerve and have his own group, and one day you all will understand what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about, but uh, I think he should have his own group um, there. What do you think, Denise? I was going to say, are you hinting at something? What? I keep thinking you said that. I don't hint at things, Denise. I never hint at things. What? (laughs) I never hint at things. Oh, you just told us at the top of this that you were hinting at things on your Twitter account. Um, But anyways, I just think that there's a lot of options. If Adam Cole were to go to AEW, I don't want to assume that he's going to go to AEW. If that were to happen, I know a lot of us are coming up with these, uh, you know, booking ideas, etc. There would be a lot of options of what you can do with him. Jonathan says, what are the pros and cons if Brock was to go to AEW? Uh, Good matches. Uh, well, media attention because media Brock Lesnar is one of the few guys that actually gets covered by, you know, more sports focused networks, etc. Some, some of the cons are you don't know how motivated he is at any particular time. Look at the way that he worked with John Moxley. Um, you, you just never know. Ryan says he truly believes AEW will have a streaming channel on HBO Max or standalone network by the end of 2022. What do you think, Sean? I believe so, too. I would imagine that they are. I would imagine they are. Well, with all of these platforms like fighting for content, like might as well, man. They would, if I were in charge of that, I would reach out <laughs> for sure. Uh, guys, we do need to get to the Bray Wyatt thing, so uh, I asked that some of the super chats be about that as we we try to get into that. But Joel says, if you had a guess off the top of your head, would you say Cole stays in WWE or goes goes to AEW? I think it's sixty forty staying in WWE. I know that there's a good sense of loyalty there, but I think he'll he'll stick around. JJ says, next year, I think episode two of Rampage will be the highest rated show the week after next. I don't know. I'm not convinced that 10 p.m. on a Friday night, even with Punk, will do it. I don't think so. I have no idea because I think curiosity curiosity gets the best of people. FOMO gets the best of people. People want to know what is happening. What's the hot news? How, hot news. How is AEW going to present CM Punk? What is, this, what is this show going to look like with all those people? I think that there are a lot of factors going into it. What the rating will be, I have no idea. Sergio asks, who would you like to see take the Impact title from Kenny? I think Josh Alexander is a great pick. He would be my pick if he's signed a contract extension. I think his deal is up at the end of this year. I don't know if he's signed a contract extension, but he has been very, very special 
on on AEW TV or Impact TV rather. I think that he's really great. So Bray Wyatt got released. Um, that sucks. Um, man, I had. By the way, guys, if you all are asking me for contract updates, if I know it's on our contract uh, field on Fightful.com, we have a resources tab. You pull it down. If we know the contracts, it's there. Um, thank you to some stupid punk. But please check my contract status, Sean. <laughs> um, somebody says sucks. He asked for his release. Uh, where where'd you read that, buddy? Because you didn't read it at Fightful.com. That's for goddamn sure. Yes, it sucks. Um, this isn't optimal. The The tribalism on the internet is so goddamn weird, Denise. I had weirdos that were like pulling up my tweets from 2017 where I'm like, Bray Wyatt, I'm over him as a character. Guess what? I was. That was after the House of Horrors, Denise. This is in between House of Horrors <laughs> and Sister Abigail. And yeah, by the time the fourth feud rolled around where they had him go out there and say, you're a fake. I'm going to expose you. I was, I was like, where's the Bray Wyatt character, the Wyatt family that I believed would chop me up in the woods. If I took a wrong turn, where's that? I don't care about him casting worms onto the screen and exposing people for being fakes. I didn't care about that. But I knew that Bray Wyatt was a creative genius there. And, oh, it was just so weird. People were, like, posting that. And I was like, yeah, the booking has been bad. That's the thing. The booking has always been bad. I was so excited for The Fiend. The Firefly Funhouse was so cool and new and different. And I was in Toronto. What an entrance that was. It was one of my favorite wrestling moments live I've ever seen. And WWE dropped the ball within three months, Denise. They were doing hell in a cell. He didn't need to be near the title picture. He just needed creatively satisfied. And that never truly happened for an extended period of time with Bray Wyatt. I just think it's sad, too, that the last time that he was in front of this audience was at WrestleMania at this big event and, you know, his match with Randy Orton ended up getting booed. Like that was just such a, my God, I, I I think we should have seen it then when we, you know, we talked about this show, I, about that show, it almost feels like, you know, in hindsight, it was so obvious. And then there was the whole thing on Twitter. I'm sure you saw that uh, somebody posted that Firefly Funhouse episode where he talks about, you know, the rebirth and, and all of this being happy, you know, moving on to this new thing, etc. And how he sort of foreshadowed his possible release from the company. Yet a lot of people, obviously, at the time, we didn't get it. I didn't get it because I thought it coincided with the story um but Bray Wyatt essentially kind of confirmed that yeah he was sort of you know hinting at uh him being gone from WWE and that was several months ago so it is interesting to see how all of that played out from from you know the stuff that he was doing with Alexa Bliss to the you know, everything that he was doing with Randy Orton being set on fire and all of that nonsense and how it essentially culminated into this uh and like I mentioned earlier I wasn't the biggest fan of this character because that's just not what I'm drawn 
want to. But regardless of that, I think that people are allowed to have your, their opinions about certain certain characters, certain storylines, certain gimmicks, etc. But just because you weren't a fan of something doesn't necessarily mean you want to see the person released. Yeah, I two different things that people I feel just want to attack. Even said character, character. Right, different character and then the real life human being. We got people saying Sister Abaddon. I wouldn't count on it, my friend. Is there any truth to NBC and Fox being upset with Bray Wyatt's release, says Kevin? Um, I haven't spoken to people at Fox and NBC about that yet. I'm supposed to this week, and I will learn some more about that. I would imagine they're not over the moon about it. I mean, Fox hasn't been over the moon about a lot of things lately. Bubba says, Wyndham, Dallas, and Rowan bring the cult of Wyndham to AEW and put the Dark Order back on the path. Mr. Lee has set them on. I don't know if the AEW audience is going to have a great sense of interest in Bo Dallas and Eric Rowan as of right now. Um, I, I just don't know if that would be a, a fit. We'll, we'll, it, it's hard to really nail that down. But this week... Ronda Rousey posted this tweet, Denise. Ronda Rousey said, quote, I've seen you same fans chanting, we want Wyatt last night, chanting, we want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first. This was not in character. This is not a work. This is not heel heat. This is exactly how Ronda Rousey has acted throughout the seven, eight years that I've covered her. Uh, she is both a brilliant woman and a successful woman and really good at the things that she does. And then stuff like that. It's just that, that is what WWE wants. They want the blame absolved. Uh, we've got GTA saying it's an all you people promo injection says uh, Rhonda's comments about Wyatt were very tone deaf. Delo says so that Ronda Rousey tweet hit very different to me. It missed the point. And I had tweeted, well, it's not as easy to chant, we want Wyatt to not be fired, and also we want him to have creatively satisfying booking. When they were doing the beach ball thing, first off, I fucking hate the beach balls. I think it's stupid. I loathe it. I think it's dumb. But that was not Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt in a cage match. This was not creepy backwoods stuff. This was not SummerSlam 2019 where this was happening, Denise, this was in the middle of a creatively unsatisfying period. WWE treated him creatively like he was expendable long before they posted a WWE.com report saying he was released. That it, it, it is another instance of blaming the fans for the company booking like shit. I don't get the mentality of blaming the fans because the fans are why you are a thing in the first place. You know, uh, as somebody that follows very closely, you know, other celebrities and different realms of media, it's like they are always out there going like, I love my fans. You're the reason why I'm here. Uh, it's something so common that you see. And then kind of you go into the wrestling world and it's kind of the opposite, which really doesn't make sense. Now in regards to Ronda Rousey and which she said, first and foremost, she's allowed to have her opinion. Like yeah. I'm not going to trash her for, you know, going out there and voicing her opinion. Cause I think that uh, people are allowed to express what they think and what they believe. And if that's what she believes, that's what she believes. Now, sure. Ronda Rousey, like you mentioned, does have a history of 
putting out these very strong opinions that, you know, not everyone can say that they fully agree with. And so at that point, I'm like, well, it's Ronda Rousey sort of being she, Ronda Rousey. She was complimenting Conor McGregor for how he acted after he lost to Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor implied that he was going to murder his opponent and his wife in their sleep. I was like that. So, so yeah, like my, my views on that have changed a little bit. I used to love the Ronda Rousey mentality, but it's like blaming not just the audience, the paying audience for being like, Hey, we love that. We love this company. We would wish if they didn't book like shit. Also, oh. I do feel like the reason why she has this attack, the, the fans mentality, it's also uh, tied into how she feels the fans treated her uh, with yes. her personal career. And so I almost feel that that is why she has this pre-existing notion of, hey, let's attack the fans because she's had her uh, fair share of experiences with, you know, what happened with her and all of that. Yes. Uh, and nobody knows your path but you. And she right. has dealt with far more criticism than probably 90, 98% of athletes will, because let me tell you, MMA fandom, woof, it's rough. It's really, really rough. So the stuff that she was subjected to was as bad as anything. And the other thing that, oh, sorry, before we move on, the other thing that I wanted to bring up and a lot of people were bringing up too is, and I know you also mentioned this in five full select was when, um, the fact that he was a top merchandise seller. Yes. And I'm sorry, but people don't buy merchandise from people they're not a fan of. So I feel like even just with that little bullet point, that little argument, it kind of completely undoes uh, everything that Rhonda said. I agree. New Punk Rant says the cult leader Bray was my favorite run in WWE history. It brought me back. Bray did all he good, could when he was good and he was iconic. He did. I, I've been talking to people associated with creative. I'll have a story on select hopefully by this weekend, about what that was like. Drew Nicholas said he's had this avatar since the debut of the Funhouse. He loved every iteration of Bray because you see the cre creativity. Fiend debut was special. Vince ruined it in two short months. There have been like four or five iterations of Bray Wyatt I looked at, and I said, oh, that's a good gimmick. That's a good gimmick. And then within a few months, they just don't care. They just don't care. Van Twinblade says Ronda was fishing for heat last night. I think she was frustrated. I just yeah. think that was it. I don't think she, she's just like, no matter what she says because of who she is and her name, it's going to get out there. She doesn't got a fish for anything. Yeah. Abdi Hussain says, remember steel cage match with Brian magical. It was a special moment. It was so good. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, Justin says he was also in Toronto for the debut. He also remembers Sacramento for hell in a cell. Never in 31 years of going to events that I ever hear a crowd demand refunds. Could you, you, you were at the venue, the actual venue, right? Could you hear <laughs> that chant as you were like leaving? Oh my God. Okay. So as I was leaving, I think I was, it was just such, you know, obviously you're hearing so much. Uh, so I could hear, you know, some of it backstage. Uh, it, God, I just remember like, I mean, obviously, you know, I had my experience being on the watch along and I just kind of had the WTF face. We already know that uh, it was just bad. And we all know why it was bad. We don't have to go over that. We already know. And yeah. I don't blame the crowd. They wanted to cheer for that. They were looking forward to this match. And then that was what was presented. That was not the fans fault. They didn't yeah. come up with the decisions. They wanted to be entertained. If they didn't, they wouldn't have paid their money to be at the show. Rob says, I would like to see Bray have matches in New Japan. I think his style fits with the likes of Ishii and Cobb. I would like to see Braun, Rowan, and Wyatt go to New Japan and do their faction there and maybe add some pieces over there. 
I think that's where he can fit. The Japanese crowd, I think, would eat the the smoke and mirror shit up as a contrast to what they have. Um, Fluffy Panda says, how about having Hangman split from Dark Order? Then Bray comes in and turns them heel. <sighs> that's a hypothetical hot hand. Right now, the hot hand is Hangman and Dark Order. Dustin Smith said, or Dustin Swift says, don't mind the beach balls. I do think it's act that actively taking them away is a bad look. I don't. You can't throw shit around at a wrestling show. Um, as you can't throw shit around. That's it. Joel says he was upset when they put Fiend in the title picture. It never fit his character. He was about hurting ho- those who wronged him. I agree. I agree. It was not. It didn't make any sense for me to do right. that. Right. Totally Bowling says, do you see AEW cutting any talent due to all these signings or will they just not renew contracts? I don't think they're going to renew contracts. We saw Melanie's profile finally removed. She hasn't wrestled in a year. I just think they're going to let stuff run out. They did that with Kong as well. And it's a it's a nice thing to do, I think. Just let it let it run out. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that obviously, you know, AEW is going to get to the point where they also have a, a big roster. And I feel like you can even argue they're kind of there already. But then also, like, they're going to need different types of uh, talents, you know, on different spots on the roster to you just can't have a roster full of stars, obviously. So uh, they're going to need some talent there to kind of fill in some of the voids and whatnot. So I don't know. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do with that, how they balance it out. Hannah says, I don't agree to blame the fans. I do think like, uh, do you think many like to express fake outrage when someone is released and they didn't care about them while they were before and they won't care about them again in two weeks? Ultimately, all to me comes down to were they utilized, were they not utilized? And rarely, rarely is somebody utilized to their potential in WWE these days, Denise. I don't think it's also just outrage because when I saw the Bray Wyatt release, I wasn't outraged. I felt that I was shocked. I was surprised by the news, but I didn't feel outraged. So I do think that there is also a difference between being outraged and being surprised because you know that this person uh, is a big star or is a star. You can argue that. And so for me, like, I do think that there is a difference. There's the being surprised that somebody was released. And then there's being outraged because you were like a fan of this person. And there are people that are outraged because they're big fans. Um, that wasn't me, but I can, I'm still surprised. Guys, uh, we're going to wrap up our super chats. Then we'll head over to uh, the list goes on over on Fightful Select. Uh, we didn't get to what I reported today on Fightful Select. So we will talk about it over there. Go subscribe right now. Dr. Six Finger says, if Brock is a possibility, could he be the fourth labor of Jericho in Pittsburgh? And Britt Baker gets promo time. No, that ain't that is not happening there. It is not going to happen there. Kieran George says Rosemary T's being Sister Abigail years, years ago. Maybe now her and Bray could finally do something. Every female wrestler with face paint nearby T's being Sister Abigail. There were women who hadn't wrestled in three or four years who tried to do it. There was that one girl who tried to register the trademark and all that stuff and. The, the book pro wrestlers account was like, WWE is trying to kibosh her. Yeah, because you're trying to vulture a trademark. Like everybody I tried to not do that. Be that but oh, wow. God, yeah. Like everybody tried to clout chase the Sister Abigail thing because Bray's a brilliant guy. And they know that if Bray's a part of something, he's probably going to do what he can to make it good, even if what WWE does isn't good. But there you go. 
I'm showing up with face paint on the next show, and I'm going to try to get that Sister Abigail spot too. Oh my gosh. Jeremy <laughs> says, wanted to let you know Joel's review of Impact Homecoming was amazing. Can't wait to see more videos from him. You will see more of him. Denise was at Bellator covering that show, did a lot of yes, great coverage. Sorry, Joel Pearl. I'm taking my spot back. <laughs> Injection says Bray's gimmick is more psychological than magical. Well, listen, if you want some psychological magic for your penis, it's also physical magic. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful is here to help. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. They're ready when you are or when you're not, and they get you ready. It's not just about having a problem. It's about having that confidence. Look, psychological. It's about having that magic in the bedroom. How about magic here? It comes to you for free when you use that code Fightful. You just pay $5 shipping. How does it come straight to you? And how does the world not know that you're ordering Blue Chew? Well, it's it's delivered discreetly. The package doesn't say Blue Chew, wiener pills on the front of it. It's prescribed online. You go to Blue Chew. You get the active ingredient that's right for you. You work with their online physicians that get you that active ingredient. It's prepared and shipped in the USA, sent directly to you. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No awkward doctor's visits. Just magic. Even if your problem is psychological, overcome it with bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Injection says Vince saw it as magical, so he made it that way. Bluechew makes it that way too. Bluechew will make magic in your pants, in your bedroom, or your backyard. I don't know where y'all are doing it these days. Joseph Quarray says, showed my girlfriend who doesn't care for wrestling some of Bray's old stuff. She asked why WWE would release a guy with that much creativity. It was evident that he was a creative force behind it too, Denise. That was, that's the sad thing. And maybe they don't even want that. Maybe they don't want creative people. Maybe they just want somebody that's going to be like, yes, I will do it. You tell me. The Play-Doh that fits in a square hole or a round hole or a triangle yeah. hole instead of the peg. Uh, Rob Reed says, the biggest problem WWE had with Bray is they confused we're confused what he was about. He was psychological. Then they put a bunch of supernatural crap. That's where they lost me. I didn't like the supernatural crap. I liked it when I was a kid and the undertaker did it to me. It didn't fit as well. Now, Wasn't Brian it either. So yeah, Brian Doyle says, what is your honest opinion of Matt Cardona being an utter trolls GCW champion? I love it. It's a guy who has been brilliant and has marketed his ass off. And let me tell you, you guys are going to see more of it tonight. There's a little heads up. You guys are going to see how well that guy markets himself tonight. I feel like good for him. I don't know how many people predicted for him to essentially get this over with what he's doing right now. And so good for him. He found something. He's doing it. Awesome. Somebody tell this person uh, if, if Fightful Select is worth it. We're heading over there right now. Go ahead, check it out. But Denise, tell people what you got going on. I know there's some viewers here today that might not watch the, the Monday show. All righty. So first and foremost, watch the Monday show. That watch the Monday show. It's a very fun uh, Raw post-show review. Even when Raw's not that fun, we make it fun. Um, but seriously, though, check out uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's where all of my stuff is on. Uh, even stuff from other channels is linked onto my YouTube channel, so you can find it all there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. And then this Saturday, I will be ring announcing at GCW in Los Angeles. I'm very nervous, but I'm very excited. Uh, that show's going to be on Fight TV as well, so you can watch it there if you're in the SoCal 
SoCal area. The last I heard, there was like 11 tickets available, and that was like more than an hour ago. So they might not even be available now. Um, but either way, it's supposed to be this big show. Uh, so it's going to be very exciting. Again, that's this Saturday, and I will be ring announcing. I'm so excited for you. You're going to do great. Um, I broke some news about the emo fight show that's coming up in in Sean, September. if I do terrible, you're going to have to defend me, okay? I will. You're still going to have to say nice things about me I regardless. <laughs> oh, guys, FightfulSelect.com. Ty Newell says one day do you see AEW doing a deal with ESPN to do their pay-per-views like what UFC does? It's possible. I think it's possible, but I think HBO Max is more likely. Guys, Fightful Select right now. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.